This bill is a repealer bill. It's something that I try to do every year in the Florida legislature, and that is find a section of the law that's obsolete or should be repealed because it violates our Constitution or just doesn't pass, you know, a good common sense test. I love the idea that Representative Tommy Gregory basically goes through the statutes every year looking for things to get rid of. <laughs> and as one of the members in the committee that heard this bill, uh, HB 1615, um, said, I think probably every three years we ought to have a special session just to do that. No, that's fair. This one, if you're not familiar with it, is kind of a crazy little section of law. This is a section of Florida law that automatically terminates a constitutional right just because a local sheriff or other designated public official declares a state of emergency. Section 870.043, whenever the sheriff or designated city official determines that there has been an act of violence or a flagrant and substantial defiance of or resistance to a lawful exercise of public authority, and that on account thereof there is reason to believe that there exists a clear and present danger of a riot or other general public disorder, widespread disobedience to the law, and substantial injury to persons or to property, all of which constitute an imminent threat to public peace or order and to the general welfare of the jurisdiction affected or part or parts thereof, he or she may declare that a state of emergency exists within that jurisdiction or any part or parts thereof. I don't really have a problem with that. Social unrest declared state of emergency. Okay, fine. It's 870.044, the next one that's the problem. Whenever the public official declares that a state of emergency exists, pursuant to that section, the following act shall be prohibited during the period of said emergency throughout the jurisdiction. The sale of or offer to sell with or without consideration any ammunition or gun or other firearm or any size of any size or description. The intentional display after the emergency is declared by or in any store or shop of any ammunition or gun or other firearm of any size or description. The intentional possession in a public place of a firearm by any person except a duly authorized law enforcement official or person in military service acting in the official performance of his or her duty. Now, that, and it also says you can't seize guns either. But wow, <laughs> you, you can't carry a gun, can't own a gun in public, can't buy a gun after they've declared a state of emergency. And then it goes on and it talks about, like, you know, restricts the sale of gasoline and of alcohol and a whole bunch of other things. Um, but the first, the big one is the guns part. And he says, what in the world are we doing with this? And uh, somebody asks him, you know, well, why? Why? Why does this exist? He says, I don't really know. I wasn't here in 1970 when it was made. And, you know, Representative uh, Bernie Jacques, who's quickly becoming one of my favorites, um, he says, how can a local official suspend your Second Amendment rights? It's kind of like they were all surprised this was in law. Me too. Me too. He says. And in fact, I would argue during a declaration of emergencies, probably when you probably need your constitutional rights to keep and bear arms the most. That's right. In in emergency, that's when you need it the most. So Representative Lindsey Cross, a Democrat, never one to be, um, you know, talked into doing something that makes sense. Uh, she says, well, I don't know. When we saw instances back in maybe the 90s, like rioting in L.A. and things after earthquakes, um, I think it presents an opportunity for a lot of um, a lot of violence, a lot of chaos and so I think there is some value in this that, you know, we already have a lot of people who are registered to own firearms and have ammunition here. My concern is that we have a major hurricane or a disaster. People who do not have the training or the wherewithal are now suddenly flocking to these stores and getting guns and, and ammunition and may not know how to responsibly use them. Okay, but that is what the Second Amendment says. <laughs> you know, if people are, I mean, 
I don't disagree. By the way, how many people are registered to own a gun? I'm not sure she's right about that. I don't think we do that in Florida, but okay, fine, whatever. Uh, she never met a gun uh, restriction that she didn't like, I, I think, and uh, never met a gun uh, permission that she was fond of. So Tommy Gregory says, look, this is crazy. It's unconstitutional. Also, it's weird that it automatically prohibits gun rights, and it only conditionally restricts other rights like alcohol and gasoline purchases. So that's crazy. too. So they voted affirmative to push this bill forward to repeal that section of law, and I think rightly so. 615 on News Radio 92.3. Coming up next, the Transgressors Memorial Service. Jake's got traffic on the fives. All right. Well, if you're on Blue Angel Parkway this morning, uh, the intersection of Dog Track Road and Blue Angel Parkway is completely blocked in both directions. We had a a delivery truck collide with a pickup truck earlier right in that intersection, so it's really got things tied up there. Otherwise, around town is looking pretty good. Highway 98 is flowing through Gulf Breeze and Navarre. Looks like Highway 90 out of Milton through Pace is looking good. Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear. If you do see anything out there slowing you down, let us know. 437-1620. This traffic report is brought to you by Knox Pest control their family serving your family since 1929 for information on a free pest or termite quote visit knoxpest.com knox knocks them out i'm jake walker with traffic on the fives hi i'm billy anderson with anderson subaru in pensacola from our spectacular beaches to the miles of rivers and unspoiled forests the gulf coast offers some of the best family adventure around and the subaru crosstrek and subaru forester are the perfect family vehicles to explore every dune and unpaved trail in northwest florida both come standard with sure-footed symmetrical all-wheel drive to take you deep into the wild places you love the crosstrek is powered by a 182 horsepower subaru boxer engine that adds plenty of go to any adventure and the forester boasts 9.2 inches of ground clearance to get you through every wilderness challenge there's more than enough room for your gear and plenty of options to make the crosstrek or forester fit your lifestyle in a subaru the destination is the journey so grab the kids and the dog and follow your own path to adventure love is out there at anderson subaru highway 29 just north of car city pensacola online at andersonsubaru.com anderson's got a subaru for you Hey, Escambia. Today, ECUA is talking trash. Specifically, bulk waste. July 1st, 2023, bulk service changed to call for pickup. Schedule a pickup by calling the ECUA Customer Service Department anytime before 2 p.m. on the day prior to your normal pickup day. Bulk pickup is still included at no additional charge. Schedule a free bulk waste or special pickup or construction debris for an additional fee. Call customer service at 850-476-0480. More information at ecua.fl.gov. Know what to throw, 850 850- Looking for a sewing machine? Daryl's Sewing is the largest sewing machine dealer in Pensacola with new machines starting at $249 and used machines starting at just $150. There are lots of machines to choose from under $500, plus sewing furniture, craft supplies, and fabric. Financing is available. Daryl's Sewing, 6705 North Davis Highway between Creighton and Burgess. Online at sewinginpensacola.com. The folks at Daryl's say, when you buy from us, you get from us. That's sewinginpensacola.com. Naval Air Station Pensacola has a significant economic impact in our area. It employs more than 16,000 military and 7,400 civilian personnel and the headquarters for Naval Education Training Command, a command which combines direction and control of all Navy education and training. There's a lot more you can know by tuning in Monday morning at 9 and hear what's happening at NAS Pensacola on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Splash Magazine covers the coast like 
the Gulf of Mexico. Each month, Splash Magazine offers a calendar of events, plus tips on where to shop, dine, and play. Learn about the month's special events, live entertainment, and interesting local people. Learn how to catch fish with Captain Dave Yelverton. See what is worth watching on your streaming services. Tom Nolan will tell you the latest. Find out how to dress for the changing Florida weather with Jen Wells. Get the most out of the Emerald Coast by reading Splash Magazine each month. For more information, call Gulf Breeze News at 850-932-8986 or visit gulfbreezenews.com online. Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin. It's like headline news for radio. Every day, 4 to 7 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today for the Transgressors Memorial Service, remembering those who have transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must forever be cast into the abyss of dead names. Let's join Brother Andrew, remembering those who we have lost. Our first remembrance is for Sports Illustrated, the formerly exultant official gatekeeper of sports superstardom, but now highly troubled magazine on the verge of extinction after reports that somewhere between half and all of its staff were being laid off amid ongoing revenue challenges. The once weekly staple of the sports enthusiast is now only published monthly with a few special editions and is reeling from the revelation that some articles have been written by artificial intelligence rather than real human reporters. Now, reliable sources indicate this is all a high-stakes game of poker being played, uh, being played between two billionaires, one of which publishes the magazine and the other of which owns the rights to it. But none of this matters. Because the real issue here is that conservatives believe the magazine's woes are due to its embrace of our holy doctrines of woketopianism. These anti-progressives point to the annual swimsuit edition, which last year was unapologetically inclusive and body positive. It featured an 81-year-old Martha Stewart, seven months pregnant Nicole Williams, the first transgender model Kim Petras, and roughly half of the other scantily clad ladies qualifying as, let's just say, well-insulated. Of course, we celebrated this decision to completely betray the expectations of their core audience of hormonally motivated heterosexual men by force-feeding them a strong dose of aspirational softcore gender re-education. At this point, it doesn't really matter why the magazine is struggling because it is perceived to be due to its embrace of wokeism, which is just another reminder of our repeated complaint that capitalism is a terrible way to run a culture. Decisions about morals, art, and sex cannot be left to the ordinary consumer. No, these subjects are far too important to entrust to simple voluntary transactions in the marketplace. That's why all publications which promote the truth of our holy doctrines should be government-funded, and why all publications which oppose it should pay a hefty unwokeness tax and feel grateful we let them be published at all, at least for now. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Second, coffee. After we'd learned last week from the inner circle vocalites at the Davos World Economic Forum that the widely beloved heated liquid pick-me-up is actually contributing to the global climate disaster. Basically, the coffee that we all drink um, emits between 15 and 20 tons of CO2 per ton of coffee. So we should all know that this is every time we drink coffee, we are basically putting CO2 into the atmosphere. That's the wise and reassuring voice of Swiss banker Hubert Keller, who in addition notes that coffee cultivation in the developing world is devastating natural resources by producing only the one cash crop over and over again instead of using proper methods of polyculture or crop rotation. 
And one of the reasons is because most of the coffee plantation, or most of the coffee is produced through monoculture, and monoculture is also affected by climate change. The quality of these nature assets is uh, deteriorating quite rapidly. Sobering stuff, right? Now, as we would expect, Keller's plan is to have very wealthy businesses and individuals collectively take over coffee production, reorganizing it upon ecologically sound principles of climate preservation and sustainability through collective centralization and control, even if that means ruining the lives of millions of impoverished coffee-growing families in the tropics. Well, of course, the other alternative is for us as a collective to simply abandon our coffee addiction and thereby eradicate demand for this next target of our green eco-troopers. As a way of leveraging back that 15 to 1 ratio of carbon to coffee, we recommend the following. Get up in the morning as usual. Pour yourself a nice room temperature cup of water, because that also avoids the energy used to heat the liquid. And repeat this mantra. I like water. I need water. Water, 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 that glorious, refreshing, tepid, tasteless drink. You are the best thing to get me going every day. In just a few short years, we can all retrain ourselves through constant self-deception that we do not like or need actual coffee. Now, for those weaker otherin who struggle with the sacramental water replacement strategy, we recommend keeping an old cup of coffee in the house to smell when you drink your water. As that coffee gradually putrefies, it will smell bad enough that you won't even want to sniff it anymore and can finally be free to enjoy the blessings of good old-fashioned plain morning water. The planet and the unemployed coffee farmers will all thank you for your devotion to the cause, and in the process, the carbon saved can be used to offset all the private plane flights for the wise leader billionaires who meet in Davos every year to teach us how to reduce our lives to the joyless squalor of their recommended climate vana. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Finally, and we almost hate to do this, but Ryan Gosling. After his reaction to the horrible snub delivered to Barbie movie star actress Margot Robbie and brilliant directress Greta Gerwig by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences in not nominating them for awards but yet nominating Ryan for Best Actor. In response, Gosling wrote, There is no Ken without Barbie, and there is no Barbie movie without Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie, the two people most responsible for this history-making, globally celebrated film. No recognition would be possible for anyone on the film without their talent, grit, and genius. To say that I'm disappointed that they are not nominated in their respective categories would be an understatement. Against all odds, with nothing but a couple of soulless, scantily clad, and thankfully crotchless dolls, they made us laugh, they broke our hearts, they pushed the collective, they pushed the culture, and they made history. Their work should be recognized along with the other very disturbing, deserving nominees. Now I know some of you might think this was good of him, showing he's a true ally to all efforts to tear down the patriarchy. But no, dear otherin, it's exactly the opposite. Who does he think he is to swoop in and rescue these poor damsels in their distress of being passed over? In pretending to understand eighth-wave feminism, Gosling has shown himself only to be a patsy for the patriarchy itself. No, Ryan. No, Ryan. Margot and Greta do not need a male savior to rescue them from the Academy's clear sexism, and by stepping in to fight their fight for them, you have insulted them and all women by implying they cannot right this wrong without the paternalistic assistance of you and your fellow XY chromosomers. All this does is serve to make you seem virtuous, falsely, and taint any victory over the forces of Kendom they might eventually secure, because it will seem as if your statement made the difference. Way to go, Mr. Patriarchy! You should have just kept your pretty mouth shut and let these highly capable female justice warriors solve their outrage in their own way. So the next time 
you want to lend a hand, just keep your blonde, frosted, clean-shaven, anatomically incorrect body to yourself and let the ladies open their own doors to liberation. They don't need your help, and they don't want your patronage. Ken, woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. As you depart today, please keep young Jeff Simpson in your mantras. As you all know, Jeff had been lucky enough to be hired by NPR as the front desk receptionist, but on his very first day of training, Jeff's crippling level 3 telephone avoidance anxiety syndrome took over and rendered him completely paralyzed with fear at the prospect of actually talking on the phone as a member of Gen Z. NPR quickly offered him an accommodation of using texting instead, but alas, it was too late. He was such a quivering mass of traumatized incoherence that his parents had to collect him and return him immediately to their basement. He has been recuperating in isolation ever since, and the doctors think he may be able to go back outside in three to four months if all goes well. Refreshments this week are provided by All Hat and No Cattle, the makers of organic lab-cultivated meat substitute, not beef jerky. Try their synthetically cultured alternative to traditional bovine protein made only from the freshest cloned stem cells and seasoned with sodium-free salt substitute. You can really taste the imitation. And now, brethren, sisterin, and otherin, having been cleansed of these hurtful words, give each other the holy virtue signal and go forth and transgress no more. 628 News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay, and Jake has our traffic for us. Jake. Oh, man. I always get caught off guard because I listen, and I'm, I'm sitting here listening to the transgressors, and I don't even check traffic this whole time. <laughs> and then you go to me right after. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I have to do traffic. Maybe you need a little pick-me-up of tepid water. <laughs> Tepid room temperature. I like water. Water <laughs> is good for me. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. Looking at the map here, we've got that accident from earlier I was telling you about at the intersection of Blue Angel Parkway and Dog Track Road. That's really tying things up there at that intersection. We had a couple trucks that uh, collided there earlier. Uh, otherwise, around town, let me see here. We're looking good. Looks like Highway 98 is flowing smoothly. Coming out of Milton this morning, we're looking good on Highway 90. Uh, if you're coming into town on Highway 29 South, it looks like it's flowing there. I-10 and I-110 look like they're at posted speeds. If you do see anything out there slowing you down, let us know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Well, former President Trump is encouraging states to uh, send National Guard troops to Texas to support them in their uh, battle against the federal government. Of course, the recent Supreme Court decision allows federal border agents to remove razor wire that was erected on the border to keep out migrants. Uh, Trump said yesterday that Texas must be given full support. The human rights chief at the United Nations is now condemning the uh, execution of an Alabama prisoner by nitrogen gas last night. Uh, They're saying that it could amount to, uh, the U.N. commissioner says it could amount to torture. And new research, Andrew, this may not be surprising, finds that many young adults are not financially independent. A recent report from the uh, Pew Research Center finds that adults 18 to 24 are most likely to still be relying on their parents for financial support. Uh, research confirmed by every parent in the known universe. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All right, David, thanks so much for the update. Uh, it, you know, just when you think it's not going well, it could be worse. You could have been an Amish, Amish family in Sturgis, Michigan, who take your cart and horse to the local store at the Walmart, only to come back out of the Walmart and discover that somebody had stolen the horse and buggy. And... They caught up with her and arrested her because apparently that's not a great getaway vehicle. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. 
Kenneth Smith is executed in Alabama with nitrogen gas, the first new execution method used in the U.S. since lethal injections in 1982. He struggled against his restraints a little bit, but there's some involuntary movement and some agonal breathing, so... Uh, that was all expected. Alabama Corrections Commissioner John Q. Ham Smith was hired to kill Elizabeth Senate in 1988. Final arguments are expected today in former President Trump's E. Jean Carroll defamation damages trial. He took the stand yesterday. His testimony only lasted about three minutes. Three questions were hammered out between Trump's attorney, Alina Haba, and federal court judge Lewis Kaplan, who by law had to restrict what the former president had to say. Our previous jury found that Mr. Trump did sexually abuse her in a department store in Manhattan in 1996. Fox's Eric Sean, America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 631 at News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. Right now we've got... Mostly cloudy skies. It is 62 degrees this morning in Pensacola. A Pensacola man now facing charges after allegedly shooting his dog while he was intoxicated. This happened earlier this week. According to an arrest report, 36-year-old Nathaniel Bradley was overheard threatening that dog after it had nipped at him and bit him in the lip. Uh, deputies ended up finding the dog on the home's front porch with a gunshot wound to the leg. Now, that dog was taken for treatment by animal control. Uh, Bradley now faces several charges, including animal cruelty, using a firearm during a felony, and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. He's now being held with no bond at the Escambia County Jail. Santa Rosa County's legislative delegation is pulling a bill that sought to create a consolidated water utility coalition in the northern part of the county. It's very disappointing to know that some of our county commissioners actually were involved in some of those workings long before we knew what was going on. But Robert Smith and the Water Board Coalition, thank you so much for getting this information out to the citizens so we could bombard calls to Tallahassee and we could get this fixed. That's Sherry Chapman, one of the most vocal opponents of that proposal. Senator Doug Broxson had filed the bill. It would have created the North Santa Rosa County Regional Utility Authority, which would be similar to the ECUA. Uh, it would have required the nine water utilities in northern Santa Rosa County to be under one authority. Local health experts are sounding the alarm over the dangers of young people experimenting with vapes or e-cigarettes. Dr. Charles Shutt with Ascension Sacred Heart tells Channel 3 what he's seen. Something that I'm very concerned about is, you know, all these new vapes that you see that, you know, teenagers have and stuff. These are, I've had young patients that are vaping who have strokes. And the FDA says last year, more than one in four youth were using e-cigarettes on a daily basis. A University of Central Florida student now accused of threatening Jewish students. UCF police say 21-year-old Saif Asi directed death threats at three students this week. They were planting small Israeli flags in the ground. Those flags were apparently meant to represent those killed by Hamas since the attacks in October. Police say Asi told the students he was going to kill them. He's now charged with intimidation and making credible threats to a person wearing a religious item. 
An Amazon driver in the Tampa area facing charges for allegedly stealing a customer's dog after making a delivery. This happened in Hernando County, and police say the dog was taken after it had uh, escaped from a yard in Spring Hill. The alleged thief turned out to be a Tampa man who just delivered a package to that home for Amazon. Deputies charged 34-year-old Rainier Ravilla with theft. With theft. Uh, pet detective Susan Long says French Bulldogs are a popular breed for thieves who try to sell them to backyard breeders. It's 635 at News Radio 92.3, and Jake's got a look at our traffic on the fives. All right. Well, we're looking good out there. Uh, we had some earlier tie-ups at uh, Dog Track and Blue Angel, but that has been cleared out. So we're looking good around town. Highway 98, east and westbound through Gulf Breeze and Navarre. Not seeing any, any accidents or slowdowns there. If you're coming out of Milton this morning through Pace on Highway 90, your ride is clear all the way through on the curve uh, to Scenic. And then uh, if you want to come into Pensacola, it's clear there as well. Uh, looks like on the, on the streets here... Let me get back over to this map. It looks like uh, Lillian, Jackson, Navy, New Warrington, all accident-free on the west side. Cervantes is clear through the curve on Scenic. And uh, Longleaf Drive, Mobile Highway, Pine Forest Road, all that checking in clear. If you do see anything, let me know. 437-1620. Report is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Executive Landscaping, call us today for all your commercial and premium landscaping needs. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thank you very much, Jake. Now our Channel 3 weather... We are going to be seeing scattered showers and thunderstorms throughout the late morning and afternoon. Temperatures warming up near 70 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 60 degrees. High rain chance does continue as you go into your Saturday. Temperatures warming up into the 70s once again. Overnight Saturday night, temperatures dropping back into the 50s. For Sunday, sunshine will start to return. We will have dry conditions with a high near 57. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, 62 in Pensacola, 61 in Gulf Breeze, 62 in Milton. Your next news at 7. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Consumers are concerned over the presence of lead in Stanley Steel beverage containers. The company does state that its inventory uses some lead, but now Stanley PMI has issued a statement. It said the vacuum insulation at the base of the cups that keeps beverages cold does include some lead. However, the area is covered with a layer of durable stainless steel that is inaccessible to consumers. The product would need to be damaged, used in a way it is not intended, or become exposed to extreme heat to expose the harmful element. The George Carlin estate has filed a lawsuit against the media company who created an hour-long comedy special recreating the comedic's material using artificial intelligence. The suit asks a judge to demand podcast outlet Dudesy take down the audio special and alleged Carlin's right of publicity and copyright was violated. The defendants have not responded. Futures are slightly lower. The Dow Industrials were up 242. That's your money now. This ad furnished by Nesmet Taju LLC. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Great. Maxed out cards, rent is due, bills are piling up. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. We should do what my brother did. He went to 27cash.com and got $3,000. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is different. They're one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000. I'm sure there's a lot of paperwork. Nope. My brother said it was fast and easy. He did it right from his phone. If you have a regular source of income, you can be approved for a loan of up to 
$5,000 in minutes, and your cash can hit your bank account as soon as the next day. Our lenders have millions of dollars to lend regardless of your credit history. Great news. I went to 27cash.com, and we'll have our money as soon as tomorrow. Wow, that is fast. If you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like C-Max Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. Join Stefan Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College for Boat Smart on the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 10 a.m. Key Marine sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. Have a boating question for Stefan? Then give us a call at 437-1620. It's a dream team, so join them today at 10 a.m. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. As a mayor, with city council meetings, boards, etc., is it ever a topic to survey on how you can give money back to citizens by lowering costs or taxes? Pensacola Mayor D.C. Reeves took your questions on a News Radio 92.3 town hall meeting. Obviously, that you know you would hear in a council meeting if that has uh, been a conversation. But I, I guess the bigger question is, how do we figure out how we treat the taxpayer money when you need to know? News Radio 92.3, informative, local. Representative, you are recognized to close on your bill. Thank you, Madam Chair. Members, this is the most American bill you are going to vote on all week. And let's do this for the people. <laughs> One thing I always appreciate about Michelle Salzman, uh, she's, she says what she believes, and I always like that about her. Uh, this was in one of the hearings over HB 57, the term limits bill for county commissioners, now set to 12 years, not eight years, unless you have a charter county that already has an eight-year limit. They're not going to expand that. Um, I, I've said this many times. I, I'm very conflicted over term limits. I very much see both sides of the argument. I think I lean against them in general, unless there's a good compelling argument for them with a particular office in mind. But I definitely oppose the idea of tr- doing this at the state level through statute like we did with uh, school board members and instead think that it ought to be either a statewide referendum or better a county by county referendum and they'll each county pick for itself uh, it's not his bill but uh, he joins us every Friday during session Alex Andrade he's our state representative for district 2 uh, Alex welcome back to the Pensacola morning news sir good morning guys how's it going it's going great it's going great uh, th- this bill on term limits I I assume you support it, but I don't think you and I have talked about it particularly. Um, you kind of you've heard me talk about this and my concerns about the bill, even though it may not matter much. I mean, if everybody's going to pass it, then it doesn't really matter whether it's in statute or in a referendum. Uh, I just kind of think you ought to actually go through the process. But uh, this is going to come on the House, I assume, probably next week sometime. Uh, what's your thought about it? I mean, uh, it, it's something that you know uh, the majority of Democrats 
and the majority of Republicans support. It's it's kind of the topic that like, um, you know, it, it's it's kind of easy to make everybody happy because everybody supports term limits. They're, they normally think of the term limits in like the framework of like Congress. Most folks, when they think about a big topic like that, they're not thinking about local stuff. But you know, it, it's one where it's, if, if you somebody asks you, do you support term limits? Uh, the popular and uh, overly common answer is yes. I mean, so. From that perspective, I mean, it's it's kind of tough to argue against um, as a politician, just because the majority of the people that vote for you will tell you they support it. Right, and I, which is why I tend to think if you did it by referendum, it, you know, then people could vote what their survey says, and that's fine. I just I, I so much prefer if people are going to take away their own right to vote for a person, which is what term limits are, right? Of course, um, let them take it away. Don't let the delegated representative take it away on their behalf. That's that's the issue that I have with this. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't like uh, when I when I look at policy. You know, um, the policy I can't identify exactly a direct benefit. It's kind of you know six one way, half dozen the other. Um, so I I see where you're coming from. It's just it's one where you know if the facts aren't on your side, you argue the law right. Um, <laughs> right. The law's not on your side. <laughs> you pound the desk or something, whatever that right. phrase is. But um, it, yeah, it's it's. It's one I can't really like get super excited about or super against just because it's kind of a nothing burger. No, I, I, I see that, and I think a lot of people who just they they love term limits because they hate a particular commissioner or you know like that's this is kind of like their way of solving what we can't you know solve at the ballot box. That's sometimes an issue as well. Um, one of the big wins this week was HB one passing. In my opinion, HB one passing uh, overwhelmingly with very yeah. few Democrats against, and then the porn ID bill passing unanimously. And it looks like these are getting ready to sail through the Senate. At least it looks that way, right? Yeah, I mean, um, the the dynamic during session is the House kind of you know plays close to the vest on the budget. Our proposed budgets normally start lower than the Senate. And the Senate plays closer to the vest on policy. They, they, you know, those are the the overarching, overgeneralized bargaining chips that we have um, uh, between chambers. So um, we'll we'll see what the Senate does with those. We'll see how the budgets kind of coalesce over time. Um, but yeah, if I were to bet, I would say that I mean this is a marquee policy for the Speaker. It matters a lot to him, and it's going to pass. And I, you know, I thought there might be some diciness with the Senate because they hadn't done anything on it yet. But Pasadoma comes out in favor. Grawl's going to run the bill, so you know that looks pretty likely to me. Uh, you had an ethics bill that you uh, had that you're working on this week, right? Yeah. Um, so I passed a, a bill out of committee out of its, uh, its first committee this week that says uh, local government officials can't accept gifts. It's like a gift ban from foreign countries of concern, like China or um, uh, Russia, and uh, or Iran, and it uh, requires uh, local government lobbyists to register in the same way that a state lobbyists have to register if they're going to lobby a state agency. And it also says that uh, if you're going, you can't extend the contracts of a city or county manager or attorney within eight months of a general election unless it's a unanimous vote of that board. Um, so it, it went through without any questions or scrutiny at all. I think everybody kind of understands we should probably have a little bit more transparency and nobody should be accepting gifts from, from China. Yeah. No, I mean, it seems like a fairly simple one, but 
you know, until somebody breaks the rule, <laughs> right? That's why you put a bill in. Uh, we're talking to Alex Andrade, our state representative for District 2. Jake's got a quick traffic on the fives. Jake? Uh, we're looking great around town. No major accidents or slowdowns to report to you at this time. Uh, this traffic report is brought to you by Fresh from Florida. Looks like Highway 98 is moving along. No problems. And uh, Highway 90 out of Milton through Pace is looking good as well. If you're on Highway 29 south through Cantonment, no accidents reported. And I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Meal planning is work, so let Fresh from Florida help learn what's in season and browse hundreds of recipes at freshfromflorida.com eat healthier with fresh from florida there's sunshine in every bite i'm jake walker with traffic on the fives thanks so much jake back to state representative alex andrade uh one of the big news notes this week is that the very controversial uh north santa rosa utilities coalition corporation i forget what the word was uh that was kind of senator broxon's baby and you were running it on the house side uh, that bill is now done, right? It's all dead. Is that right? It completely gone away. There had been a lot of tinkering going on, and then all of a sudden it's just kind of, that's it, we're done for this session. Is that right? Well, so I wasn't running it on the House side. Uh, my only involvement was as the chair of the Santa Rosa County Legislative oh, Delegation. Oh, that's right. I'm um, sorry. It was Joel, Joel Rudman who was running it on the House side. On the, Thank you. Sorry about that. Um, so so uh, from from my understanding, I believe Senator Broxson, um kind of proposed this kind of a wake up call to the county to, to start, you know, looking at this stuff in a long term way. And uh, I think to that end he achieved his goal. I think um the real the real uh, overarching policy stuff that he's gonna try and get done is still um gonna get done this year, but the local bill is never gonna be the vehicle for that. So um, you know, I think over the next three weeks Senator Broxton will be working through some stuff. Um that will have a really dramatic and positive impact on the county, um, but it won't. It, it won't have that kind of, you know, commission that made everybody scared or something. So, um, we'll be doing a couple things to to help the county with its wastewater and, and potable water issues, and uh, I think everybody will be happy with it. All right. One of the other, it's a small bill, hasn't got a lot of attention, but we played some clips from the discussion about it earlier this morning. Uh, a bill that would basically delete a provision in Florida statute that allows a sheriff or a local official to designate like a riot state of emergency is going on, which makes it illegal for people to buy, sell, or even carry guns. And he says, look, why would the Second Amendment be done away with just because somebody declares a state of emergency? And I agree. Uh, I love repealer bills that get rid of bad law, you know? Yeah, I don't know what was going on, but it seems like it was like trendy between the 70s and the early 2000s to create these emergency powers out of thin air and statute. Um, like if you remember a couple years ago, I had to delete from Florida law the, the emergency authority to force people like, to get vaccinated right. you know, by, by physical force, like at gunpoint. Um, you know, these emergency powers, a lot of times, I, they might have been there. They were well-intentioned, but people had a different view of government. We're, we're in the post-COVID era where we've seen just how far these emergency powers can be abused. Um, and uh, kudos to Tommy Gregory for uh, for pursuing that one, because I think he's, he's dead on. I, I kind of like the suggestion of one of the um, committee members who said, Probably uh, we ought to have a special session every couple of years just to do repealer bills. You know, let everybody scour the statutes and see what stuff that we can get rid of. Last thing, I know you had an emotional day yesterday because I watched the hearing. Uh, this was for the bill to rename a portion of the Gandy Bridge between Tampa and St. Pete and uh, going between McDill Air Force Base there and St. Pete. 
Uh, in honor of deceased Airman Mohammed Mo Haytham, who, of course, was killed in the terrorist attack at NES Pensacola, uh, Michelle Rayner running the bill. Her mom, uh, his mom spoke at the, it was, I, you know, I was sitting there crying. And then you started crying. I mean, just, oh, man. But good for a bridge in his home area to be designated for him, right? Yeah. No, I, I, I was kicking myself. I never check the names of these red designation bills before they come up just because it, it's not like I'm doing any research on a bill to decide I'm going to vote for it. Um, when I pulled up that one, I saw his name. I mean, it, it, Cameron Walters, Joshua Watson, Muhammad Haifa, their names are burned in my memory forever. Um, uh, you know, I was there on base. I, I rode onto the base with, uh, with, with Mayor Robinson and police chief uh, at the time. I mean, it was, it was a, a day. It was the worst day I'll ever have in public office. It was, you know, um, so to, to be able to honor, uh, you know, Airman Hytham in that way was, was really, really special. Um, I wish I'd known it ahead of time because uh, Captain Kinsella was actually in town. His son was, was doing the page program in the legislature. And had I seen that with enough advance notice, I, I would have done my best to make sure he was able to come and, and visit with the family for a little bit. Yeah, I thought that was a, kind of an un, a unfortunate um, opportunity, Miss, just because, you know, she ran, you know, he died here, but he's from there, which is why she was running the bill. It's her home district, um, you know, but I was kind of surprised she didn't, you know, reach out to you and give you a little bit of notice because, I mean, you know, she couldn't have known that, that Lucky was going to be in town, but still it would have been a nice thing for him to talk with the and, mom and to be there at the moment, so. And in fairness, she probably didn't know how personal um, it was for me either. And, yeah, uh, probably. But the good news is it goes to my com- the good news is it goes to my com- committee next, and I've I've asked uh, Representative Rainer give me a heads up if uh, Aaron Hyphen's family is coming back to town, so oh, I can great. try and do something special for them when they come. Absolutely, uh, man. And, and just such a story, and her being a retired Navy. I mean, just all of it. Uh, the mom being a retired Navy veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Andrade, he is our state representative for District Two. Alex, as always, thank you for the time. Uh, thanks for serving us in Tallahassee and. Uh, keeping us safe from Tallahassee a lot of times is the issue. We'll talk to you again soon, all right? Thank you. 652 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If um, if you are thinking about that next vehicle, you're trying to decide where to go, start at Frontier Motors. About, you know, 300 cars, trucks, vans, SUVs on the lot. You can sample a bunch of them, a lot of different styles, makes, even, you know, one, two, three, maybe four or five years old, but mostly one to three years old with low miles and great condition. I mean, they're all low miles and great condition, but, you know, that's the kind of car that they, they really um, they deal in is cars that are, almost new you know cars you don't have to worry about they're used but you don't have to worry about them you can drive them for 10 or 15 years like i do and then buy another one that's how dave ramsey recommends that's how i do it frontier motors serving the pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the big buffalo on beverly parkway be sure to tell them andrew mckay says hi let's get to the points mastercard reward points from Penair credit union open a new account today and you can earn twenty thousand free reward points in the first 90 days use those points for travel merchandise even cash back and with no hidden fees and no balance transfer fees, Penair's Reward MasterCard fits you perfectly. Get started online at penair.org slash credit cards. Subject to credit approval, terms and conditions may apply. Offer available on new accounts only. See website for details. <coughs> oh, this cold. Honey? <laughs> Honey? 
Honey, you need DayQuil Severe Honey. DayQuil Severe Honey gives you powerful cold and flu symptom relief with a honey-licious taste. Because life doesn't stop for a cold. Okay, I'm ready to go. <coughs> now I'm getting a cold. Honey. Try DayQuil Severe Honey for powerful cold and flu relief. DayQuil Severe with honey flavor. The daytime coughing, aching, stuffy head, fever, honey-licious, power through your day, medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Each Sunday at 7.30 a.m., the Bible Baptist Bookstore of Pensacola, Florida brings you Theological Seminar with teacher Peter S. Ruckman, founder and president of the Pensacola Bible Institute. He will teach you what the Bible says about the subject, not merely what it is presumed to teach. Tune in this Sunday at 7.30 a.m. for Theological Seminar with Dr. Peter S. Ruckman, brought to you by Bible Baptist Bookstore on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. Local experts share their expertise on the Pensacola Expert Panel. It's Pep Talk on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Gas 310. Florida continues to inch up at 317. Mississippi has 269 and 448 in California. If you're in Navarre, 267 east at the, uh, that's not the Walmart, that's the uh, the, Cumber- the Thumberland Farms, as Jake likes to call it. 279, all the other places. Uh, if you're at the foot of the Garson Point Bridge, it's 286 at the Murphy, 299 at one station in Gulf Breeze. 284 at the Raceway in Milton, 289 at the P Ridge Murphy, 285 at a couple of stations going through Pace. A nine mile in Pensacola, two eighty five at the Walmart. That's your best non cash price. Two, uh, oh, what is this? It's not listed here. Oh, no, this machine sometimes doesn't work with me. Anyway, uh, let's see. Coming in from the north end, two eighty nine. Maybe this is your best price at a couple of stations. Coming in from the southwest side, uh, two eighty five at the Shell at Cervantes. If you want to wait that long, six fifty six here on News Radio ninety two three. Informative. Local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Jake has got our traffic on the fives. Yeah, and I got nothing. Cool. Uh, there's, yeah. Moving on. It's, we're moving on, yeah. Right, uh, David? Time. No. Uh, uh, Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre looks like it's flowing smoothly. Uh, I-10 and I-110 uh, posted speeds there. All the accidents that we had from earlier have been cleared up. So uh, if you're on your commute this morning, you're smooth sailing. Let us know if you see anything out there. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with traffic on the fives. Well, you know what they say. No good news is good good news. Uh, David Wayne? Nobody? Nobody? No. You guys are, you're too young. Do you don't know? Great Space no. Coaster? Speed Reader? Gary Gnu? What, what's any of that? Oh, I don't know. My heart. My heart. <laughs> oh. But how about some Gnu's over here? Mm. An American journalist accused of spying will be held in Russia for another two months. The Wall Street Journal reporter was detained in Moscow last March on espionage allegations. Those, by the way, have been denied by the U.S. government. Today, a Moscow judge has now granted the request of Russian investigators that he remained behind bars until at least March. The FAA says Boeing can fly its 737 MAX 9 planes again. 
The agency just completed its safety review after the uh, door plug incident. Airlines will be rolling out those planes in the next few days. Oh, oh, pick me. Let me go first. I'd like to be the first. Pass. Lawmakers uh, speaking out against explicit deep fake images of Taylor Swift that have apparently been making the rounds on social media this week. Uh, the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee calling it a deplorable situation. Democrat Congressman Joe Morrell of New York says uh, these sexual deep fakes have been happening to women everywhere. This is this is the future. I mean, this is absolutely what you're going to see more and more. Everybody's going to be faking everything, whether it's related to porn or politics or news and trying to or scams and voices on the on the phone when people call to pretend to be your cousin. I mean, all that stuff. It's all coming. Uh, David, thanks so much for the update. Although I will say this, I am ashamed that I'm embarrassed and sad that... And now for something really GNU, here's Gary GNU. None of you know this. I, just, seems, I feel old. Uh, Alright, all right. Uh, time now for... <laughs> future news. <laughs> Alright, future news. We tell you what's going to happen before it happens. Um, Florida's ditching sociology as a core curriculum course in all the universities. Is it going to be good or bad for us as a state? I don't know what that is, but uh, good. Yeah, I mean, it really is a bastion of leftism. I mean, it definitely is. Yeah. Oh, so that. to not okay, indoctrinate yeah. people, I, I see where they're coming from. Uh, will we have more executions with hydrogen, with uh, nitrogen hypoxia in Alabama or elsewhere following the one the other last night? If we do, I don't want to hear the details no, over and over and over again. Details Please, either. And come I, on. I, I do fear uh. that the uh, some of the details that have come out are going to make it less likely that that's going to get used again. Yeah. Uh, NFL games over the weekend were in the mm-hmm. last weekend before the Super Bowl. Chiefs, Ravens? Chiefs. I want it to be the Chiefs, but logic says it's going to be the Ravens. Uh, Lions, 49ers? Lions. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Super Bowl champions. I'll get a tattoo just like the one guy already did. <laughs> that might have been a bit premature. Two hard Ow. games for them to get to all the way to be the, the Super Bowl champions. <laughs> but, hey, a boy can dream, right? Just don't dream and you know, sky blue ink on your forearm. Local talk in the morning, 5 to 9, with Andrew McKay is on News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.